Hi, everybody, and welcome to part three of the Eminem Music to be Murdered by full album review. Over here at Behind That Suit, this is the Headspace Podcast, the show where we break down the new hip-hop projects track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on every song. We're talking about albums like Eminem's album, Music to be Murdered by. My name is Holden Stefanroy, and this is actually the third part of a three-part review covering this very album that I'm going to say the name one more time, Music to be Murdered by. And uh, yeah, so I've already talked about the first 13 tracks on the project, which is leaving us with the last six songs and that beautiful ending skit to go through still. Um, I would recommend going through the first two parts unless all you care about is this leg of the album. Either way, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to keep going. Almost done. I've been literally sitting in this chair for about four hours so far just talking at this camera about this album. That's how much I have to say. Doing my best to keep the energy levels up. Super fun fact. Uh, by the time you watch this and later on for me today. So it's my current Holden future and your past. I will go see Atmosphere in Montreal. At, and I'm looking forward to that. So hopefully I still have energy left after this is done. Meanwhile, I can tell you one thing about my love for music. I'll never be saying some shit like I never love again. So this one has that energy again. Um, it's got a bit of that pop feel, but the way the the beat flip up happens two thirds of the way through the second chorus, just kind of brings this new life and energy into the track, totally elevates it for me. Um, I also like the fact that there's a lot of shorter tracks. Like it's not just a bunch of five minute guys. Like he's not afraid to just do a, you know, a three minute song here and there, which I just wanted to point out because song length is something I notice and typically Eminem projects are full of like five to six minute tracks and for the most part these tracks have all been shorter they don't have the 90 second Dre outros and things like that going on so I guess it's more modern and more with the times easier to get those spins and be played over and over again anyway I like the energy of this one. Um, this is uh, another one of those double entendre love drug songs he's been going on uh, on this rank. So I guess we got Marsh coming through, describing his reintroduction to the world, I guess tapping in. But then he's now kind of doing his twisted love song move here. And he typically does have twisted love songs on his project. And again, I am impressed with the fact that Eminem is able to approach this subject matter in a way where I'm... I'm really into this one like it's not annoying it's not boring and that's amazing like I'm very happy that in 2020 I'm sitting here praising Eminem for hours on end because it's just it deserves it the amount of effort that went into this the perfection levels that he was chasing I can't call it perfect perfect but I can say this is damn near a perfect album as far as I'm concerned so far spoiler alerts and all that anyway he starts us off like i could be with anybody i choose you still it's no excuse to abuse you so if you think about drugs you can be with them you can get them basically don't abuse them but at the same time in his relationships with people just because he could have anybody the power dynamic the abilities that he has he could have easily abused and crushed the people around him so it works as a double entendre and i love the fact that so much of his music on this project has that effect because it's interesting how universal it makes the experiences and allows you to almost put your own personal circumstances into it um 
Anyway, uh, but no one knows what I'm going through, so I'd use you to be truthful. I wouldn't know what I'd do if I lose you, so I refuse to. Might have a screw loose and a fuse blue, but I think I might be building up a tolerance to you. So this is clearly drug-like, like people don't know what I'm dealing with, what I'm going through. Um, I'm using you to cope. I'm kind of losing my mind, but the worst part is I'm building up a tolerance to you. But it could also be with people and your ability to withstand bullshit in dark situations and on the other hand with drugs where literally the physical resistance to it and then your relationship at a psychological level gets fucked up with drugs over time so like because one minute you're going to be hollering screw you and the next i take it back guess you can see i'm trying to unscrew you but this shit's about to pop off yeah i feel you up then i got you totally open as soon as i take your top off so again it's kind of like alcohol or drugs you take the top off the bottle in his case it's probably promethazine or i don't actually know if i'm saying that right all the fucking painkillery shit he was on the downers or it could be a lady and it's just the escapism the vapid attraction to the bad habits and you're so hard to resist you knock my socks off my friends say you're bad for me hogwash and i like that because it's like when you are addicted to something that's not good people will inevitably kind of intervene and probably look at you and, and give you some feedback about your habits and behaviors and you're going to ignore them and just say hogwash that's not even what it is but then you got a really good hook i'll never love again the way i loved you did you find someone new are you doing this with them because i remember when still remember when you was mine we were inseparable at one time you know my love for you was undying you used to always have my back and so it could be like kim because then if you really think it through again with kim it's kind of how he treated her and how he's described it and then kim somebody else in uh, at some points and he's got to look at that and he's got to wonder about the parallels but then he also can think about the drug habits and the addictive natures uh, of how it like moves on almost like it's like a disease for you and then it's now over there consuming that person and you're left to wonder i guess about other people and just parallel experiences and i like that how he's thinking back about his love for it and how it used to be such a staple in his life and and now he just wants you to know he still loves it and i think that's an interesting point because as an addict even he's though he's got like what is it 12 years sober now he's probably still loves drugs because that's just kind of part of the, the journey and the struggle to deal with that thing um then some days it feels like you're all that i have that's why i'm trying to hold on to you for all that as long as i can and you just want money i just want you just want me for my money and i got you wrapped in all saran damn talk about eating out the palm of my hand and i thought that was fascinating too because <clears throat> you could look at that again like a woman but the truth is in a sense drugs drain your financial situations and the accessibility to them is it exists to feed your habit to get you coming back for more and then it could also be like a woman and then i just love that wrapped all in saran you know like it could be like a really fancy shit but it also could be like the t the cellophane that that surrounds your fucking baggie of whatever um damn uh and if you're eating out and uh, you're eating out the palm of my hand but if not for my financials i wouldn't have you anyways there have always been ample plenty of days where i'm just in it days i can't pull myself out this rough and you're so much of a handful uh, I can only take so much of you all at one time. Sometimes too much of you is just to, too much to swallow sometimes. So here it's like the idea is because he's rich, because he has that kind of money, it's the only way he can sustain that habit to be able to have the drugs on supply to get to the point where he's so fucking high that it's like handfuls of pills and shit. And then if you literally, in a sense, it's like too much of that is hard to swallow, impossible to deal with in a physiological kind of way. But it could also parallel as 
as the emotional craziness of a partner. And I, I love how he plays that. Like, I'm going to keep saying it. His double entendre game on this project is absolutely off the hizzy for shizzy, my wizzies. Um, anyway, uh, you got to take you in doses like drugs. And when you're not at my side, I shake in convulsion, separation anxiety, because we may be the closest. Yeah, baby, we hopeless. Don't make an atrocious combination. And it's like literally the the relapse or sorry, the, the symptoms that come when you're withdrawing from drugs. But they're also comparable to when you're obsessed with a girl and you can't be around her and you're pining and you're feeling. Honestly, the same kind of physiological anxiety that could come from separating from drugs. So I thought that was cool that he plays it. We know it's like playing with explosive. It's quite dangerous though, but my brain's in hypnosis, such a wide range of emotions, migraines, but why the fuck am I taking these Motrins? Uh, ibuprofen's like a drop of rain in the ocean and you're my fix on days when I'm broken, but the shit's about to go sideways. I just know it. So here it's like, he knows that it's like doing these drugs. is like playing Russian roulette with his life and he knows that it's complicated and then he kind of starts to go more with like i guess basic household drugs like you're giving me migraines why am i taking these pills so it could be still your crazy lady here is uh, making you go nuts so uh you're taking all these pills to, to to compensate for the situation it's stupid you shouldn't be doing that or it's literally just kind of code for the real drugs he's actually doing in his life but he recognizes that the situation's about to explode and get worse. So then, you know, we get the chorus again. And he's thinking back on the drugs. So I spiraled outwardly because I'm too cowardly to leave you. Head is clattered in a fallacy. But in reality, somehow it, it seems like when I lay me down to sleep, I'm counting sheep. You're bound to creep because every time I turn around, you keep running out on me. So basically, now that the relationship with drugs has moved way forward, he can't leave. He's cowardly. He's kind of lost in his mind because in reality, is kind of complicated every time he goes to bed he's, he can't sleep anymore he, he needs these pills to, to kind of get through that just to be able to sleep and then i love the idea that every time i turn around you're running out on me as though every time he turns around every time he just kind of like realizes oh shit i'm already out of pills again like what the fuck how does this keep happening and then I love how he talks to the woman, but it's also actually to the drugs he was dealing with. You're my Xanax and my Valium. I'm an addict. You're a downer. You're my habit. It's like I found you in the cabinet, but it's like I can't uncap it because it's childproof. A scoundrel and fiends how I feel around you. So we have this clear double entendre to um again being around a woman who instead of lifting him up brings him down something like the end of his relationship with kim but it's also like drugs and just the complicated shit of like i, I feel like you're something amazing but i can't get it it's just out of reach this, this sanctity this safety but i feel lost around you awful every time i lost you felt like i had you in my pocket now i'm flipping over the furniture punching hole in the walls through everything that we've gone through so it's again like that psychotic relationship situation that you would you would have like when you're in a crazy thing kind of thinking back to love the way you lie or something and then you also compare it to when you can't find your drugs and you're just going fucking nuts so you're punching a hole in the wall because you're so stressed you're so anxious you can't handle the situation and then yeah he just kind of like ends to like this like saying fuck you i'm getting off this shit hard proves how i respond quit calling for me hard proves how i respond to the ambient and tomanals too fuck all you and i like that hard proof line because i guess he's kind of alluding to proof uh a little bit maybe kind of like i have to be focused proper for him but like how i respond to the ambient and tomanals fuck all you so it's like drugs go away 
I don't need that shit. Even the basic stuff, like the stuff that other people could do, like even Tylenols, because yeah, Tylenol's still kind of a painkiller. Um, it's pretty cool. And then he just ends like, fucking bitch, we're done. Like, this is another fuck you to drugs. It's over. Get the fuck out of here. I'm ready to move on with my life and be the growing up I'm meant to be. Overall, I'm giving this track a 4.75. I like the energy. I like the beat flip up. I like the subject matter. I can't, I, Eminem can just keep rapping about being sober and his relationship with drugs forever and i think it'll just be a service to the world anyway i think the songs do get better i think uh, we had a little slump in the middle of less than fives and that ends as we talk about little engine yo we're back we're back we're, we're the dopest of the m&ms the, the stuff we the, the, the stuff that makes me want to stand and, and stutter as i come through here it's just it's just so good this track um right away we got that alfred hitchcock intro which i think again is segueing it like we left the uh, fucked up drug situation there's some of the darker parts of the album and it's like we're now moving into like the final stretch of just fire songs that we're going to get on this project um alfred hitchcock comes through with his intro i trust that everyone's enjoying the music as the title of the album suggests this was meant for your listening pleasure while you're being done in so as he points out you're supposed to be enjoying getting murdered and that's kind of what's happening as eminem kind of goes in uh, i feel the enjoyment of being murdered um then he rips it like this beats fucking nuts the hook on this track is fucking nuts everything about this is so fun like caught us evil intent like me in a limo get it evil in tint as in eminem being evil inside of a tinted limo right away we're dope like the shade in these windows get it because tinted windows smoke gray ladies go mental but no way they can see though oj blade is a pencil propane taken my cranium codename titanium temper i almost swallowed my car i call my mercedes a benzo and I just fucking love it. He just fucking got that energy. This is that slim shady ass fucking furious flow coming on through, killing it with dopeness. His lyrics and shit is just fire. And then he almost swallowed his car because of Benzo drugs, because of Mercedes is a Benz. Ah, it's just, it's just really enjoying. And he follows that off with bitch, I bought like a baby. Cause babies cry and he balls hard. Anyway, ball like Jay, but not Jay as in Leno, uh, Jay Z as, but Jay as in Leno. Cause I got a huge mansion, no huge man chin, new mansion, loose cannon. So I think what he's trying to say there is he is, uh, I think, sorry, he's kind of goofy like Jay Leno with his huge mansion as opposed to being fucking proper like Jay Z in that regard. But I like when he goes new Manson loose cannon as though he's kind of like I'm the new Manson and I'm gonna lose Nick Cannon over there. Get it? Um, too scandalous Sue Atkins, the kind of crazy you can't fix. I'm still the one that your parents hate. I'm in your house eating carrot cake. Uh, while I sit there and wait and I marinate, I'm irritated you about to meet a scary fate. So it's got that airy, fun, nonchalance, just the goofy image of him coming through, fucking killing it. Um, and then he like, you realize that it's actually a little more twisted because you uh, come home to find yourself staring into the fucking barrel like Sharon Tate. And then it actually makes sense because he's the new Manson. And Sue Atkins, uh, I believe, is the person who killed sharon tate in the manson murder series so all this kind of ties into the imagery of what actually went down during the sharon tate murder so he's kind of employing the part of how he's going to send people i guess to kill or he embodies that of the murder and if you check it out it's actually pretty interesting because like he laid out the details and i'm like no fucking way it's it's dope raise the concerto while i narrate yeah you'd be on the straight and narrow like a fucking arrow shape because arrows shapes are straight and narrow 
get it i'd be on a higher plane in aerospace so he's like fucking up there and his level and his notoriety and shit with so much leg room and airspace on this airplane so he's chilling everything's great he's luxurious unlike you because you're on a flight too but it's a staircase because a flight is stairs and i'm like eminem did it again with memorable bars and i fucking love it and it's really enjoyable then he has possibly the best chorus he does on the album. Now that I'm in gone, finna bring bring gone. I'm losing control. Heroin and blow. Marmalade Monroe. Over the dose. Time to break, break, roll. Up again, then do. Like a wind and do. I don't know. It's just fucking dope. It's a fucking fire hook. It just feels proper. You just want to sing along, and he's got this cool engine to it. And anytime Eminem goes ren ren, it's just a good feeling. Um, and I like that. I just, I just really like the overall crazy feeling of it. Then the way he starts the second verse is just fun. I feel like this is kind of in the, the airy, fun nature of a song like Fack, but it's good and you want to listen to it. Um, I'm the top selling. Who cares? Stop dwelling and stop yelling. I'm not yelling. You're yelling smart out. Like, God damn it. And meanwhile, the beat's going fucking nuts with like this thumpy chaotic fucking like sounds like it's actually like kind of crazy and then he's like fuck is that stop hammering that's what it sounds like in my in my brain and i think that's hilarious right it starts off like i'm the best and then he kind of has this internalized argument with himself about the fact that nobody even gives a shit because to be honest eminem breaking a record is just like an annual event at this point it's like meh eminem smashed eminem's record oh somebody came in good eminem takes it back it's like the rock and wwe or like i don't know one of those guys john cena it's like that pp uh pay-per-view shirt cena wins <laughs> like that's the the spoiler shirt anyway uh it's kind of like that eminem just just kind of wins fair enough much as i fight to restrain i have the right to remain violent any rhyme i say can will be used against you icicle veins mics will get slain like life it will strangle you with a bicycle chain you're gonna have to come identify the remains wait what i said my head is twisted like a red tie um, can't get a fucking word in edgewise success overnight like a red eye so I love all of this so first of all I have the right to remain violent which kind of calls back to his like older shit and how he can use his lyrics as a weapon he's fucking cold he's fucking coming through life it will strangle you with a bicycle chain like life's fucking hard and he's fucking crazy with the way he comes through and uh, you're gonna have to come identify the remains he's going crazy with this shit and then he kind of points it out like I said I'm twisted you know that's kind of it it's like a red tie because red twisty ties like for bread and shit um, and you can't get a fucking word in edgewise because he just keeps talking and he keeps killing and he keeps rolling and then success overnight like a red eye because you successfully fly over the ocean and then you get it's a red eye flight and so he's kind of got that kind of money to just pop on a light, life like that dressed like a jedi at a best buy on the west side so he's fucked up and he's just kind of weirdo like that and he just goes crazy and i don't know i like the way he ends the verse it's it's really like funny like i actually had a laugh out loud moment chick ran up like marshall on fire i looked down and said no i'm not you're a liar because you know why would she say that she said no your music heard you're back with dre and i heard and then it just kind of like flows into that dope ass hook so the kind of point is 
oh, your music's back. You're fucking great. It's good to see that you're back with Dr. Dre, who is involved in the production on this beat. And that's fucking great. And it just made me giggle. Like, he just misinterpreted the on fire thing. But really, it's just such a... Anyway. Um, I love the way this third verse kicks in. It's so weird. Dr. Dre, psycho killer, Michael Thriller, Maflo, apeshit, I go Rilla. And I just enjoyed the way he did it, the way he goes up. And then I think one of my favorite parts of the lyric side of things in terms of the, the good wordplay is when he goes, similes and idioms giddy up. I think I can. I think I can. Because that's an it's a simile right there or an idiom. I can't remember which it is, but it's one of those two. I know I can. Psycho, I am Michael. My knife go right hand in my left. I hold the mic stand. Little engine gone. Chicka 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 chill like a zebra zip. Whatever. It's just funny. Like Kaepernick, I got a new Neil. Whatever. He stutters Neil. Word to goodwill. This must be how to, being hood rich feels. And I like how he's just kind of showing that he's vicious on one side. He's fucking rapping. He's going nuts. And then he's kind of, I don't know what the Kaepernick line is. I guess he's kneeling to the goodwill of the world. I don't really get that line to be honest um maybe somebody can explain it to me uh was a ghetto boy but not a ball like bushwick bill finna t and i i really like that finna take you out like an I outro bruce wayne and alfred look out home so because when he goes eyeball out like bushwick bill it's because bushwick bill's eyeball came out when he got shot or whatever so he had like one eye so eyeball as in i go hard but also he goes hard like bushwick bill because bushwick bill loved his substances and went real fucking hard if you were to listen to what uh willie d has to say about the matter at all anyway and then he goes hi ho because he's kind of like a dwarf bushwick bill which on multiple levels also bushwick bill's a ghetto boy which i just caught now like that line is so good on so many fucking levels anyway bruce wayne and alfred look out how because he's batman and he's with alfred on this project making this shit blueface meets albert DeSalvo. i guess crazy rhythms and i don't know who albert DeSalvo is balboa with a scalpel scoundrel hound with a mouthful of alpo it just ends and it's fucking dope and it's a hard-hitting amazing track it's another it's a five on five it's absolutely stellar it's one i'm going to go back to multiple times because how could you not it's just so fucking cool and just when you think the so fucking cool feeling of this album is is done with and whatnot we move on to lock it up all right so this one features mr anderson pack which is really cool because eminem had done that and her son pock anderson pack line on that other track or somewhere recently i can't remember it so it made me think of that and then i thought it was cool that he ended up doing this track which is dope um and i love anderson packs like airy spacey feel it's like say bro and then m's like yeah where'd you get that from detroit that machine gun spray boy and it's gonna hit some new coop been whipping him new boobs where you get him done payroll might put you on a table and spread you out like some yayo i'm naughty and i like that like it's just as airy it's just flowy it kind of has like i don't know like i don't know how to really really describe it but like it has this fun goofy cocky kind of feel to it where I, I just i just really appreciate his voice and the way he does his thing i like it um i don't know that he says a whole lot he just kind of presents like this attitude this like successful enjoyable attitude where like he's winning he's killing it and then no bitch you don't know shit you just want all my money i was hopeless now i'm focused where the fuck is the party at now hold this shit yeah it's so sick no shit damn i'm getting too fucking old for this in which case um i kind of get like a sense of 
him partying going crazy going nuts and then almost rethinking it and and in the same vein as this like not being thrilled with the drug addiction theme that we've been having on the project kind of has that tone to it but maybe i'm misreading it either way all of a sudden eminem just cuts in with the next verse and it's fire and i kind of as a reviewer who's been doing this for a while today i'm i'm noticing i'm thrilled a little bit that these tracks at this leg of the album are a little shorter but either way i'm okay with that um Eminem's verse starts with, but still is explosive with, just load the clip, two pistols on hip, both are gripped, I hold them at shoulder width, took a stab in the dark and broke the tip of the knife, but your throat is slit, cause I'm a cutthroat with the utmost, with it, the ultimate. So, basically there, he just kind of, he's explosive, he's just kind of loading up his clips, he's doing his thing, he's firing out, he's dangerous, he just, get, like to the point where, as he describes, he just took a stab in the dark and he guessed, but he was so good with it that even though he broke the tip of the knife off, he still slit your throat because he's fucking ultimate with it. What I love about the ultimate is that he goes, I just let the poker chips fall where they're supposed to fit, which is cool because I'm pretty sure Ultimate is a poker website, which makes it kind of a little connection there. Um, now that those days are over, scraping, changing sofa. Now that those days are over, scraping, changing sofa is trying to save at uh, Kroger. So why would I give a fuck about a backstabbing Trader Joe for? So that's pretty cool because he's kind of like looking back. The past is over. He's moved into this world, but he's also then kind of makes a little shot at Joe Budden. So like, why would I give a fuck about the backstabbing Trader Joe? Like, fuck Joe Budden. He kind of turned his back on the camp. And I mean, one could say that after everything M did for Joe, however Joe appreciates it, Joe did throw a lot of shade at M, which was whatever. I don't have an opinion on it. It's just kind of what happened. And then he goes, how about that? I'm paid as Oprah, which is cool because it's, it's like he's fucking stacked now. I think, but he's not a billionaire, so he's not paid as Oprah. But still, you get the point. He's fat stacks. Think I may have broke the scale because the weight is over. Get it? Because if you're really heavy, you'll break the scale because you're overweight. And so the weight is over and the f amount of money he has broke scales in terms of records and shit. But wait, wait, hold up. Because they say I almost, I almost lost it. And then you get this hook. I had to reach back, back, back and lock it. You almost got me. And then you kind of get the point of the song. Like he got to a point in his career where maybe he almost lost it. But here he is locking it up, proving he's the best. And it's got this braggadocious feel where, you know, he's, he, he really just does a great job. I can't describe how much the energy on this song is really fucking cool. It feels like a banger. It feels like a song you just want to listen to. And then Eminem gives us a whole other verse. So he's just sit, so just sit there, act pathetic and salt because I'm getting green, Incredible Hulk. So at this point, you can be jealous, you can be a hater, but he's getting green, so he's collecting money, but he's also turning into the Incredible Hulk and snapping out of control like he does. Because usually I get it in bulk because the Hulk in bulk, the Hulk is a lot. It's a, it's a girthy, heavy situation and he gets money in large amounts. But I will still stomp your head to a pulp. You want smoke? I got the decal like method man. So get ready to die from second hand. So he'll fuck you up. And if you want the smoke, his shit's powerful like method man's decal, which definitely had a lot of PCP in the recording of that album. And so you can get ready to die from the secondhand intensity of his smoke. Like it's not even like you get the smoke. It's like you get the secondhand version of the smoke and that's what fucks you up. Get a whiff of the doctor's medicine. Eminem being the doctor's medicine kills it. Uh, like sedatives will get popped, Excedrin, which, which is a sedative because you can get it over the counter. Like I just, 
left the damn concession stand, a mic in my hands, a weapon. I put that on everything like ranch. I'll never land. And I really enjoy that because, again, he's killing it. But you can get his dishing, like his dissing so commonly, like an over-counter fucking medicine that maybe shouldn't be. And when he leaves the concession stand, which is over-the-counter because he's fucking just killing it with the wordplay here. Mike in his hands, a weapon. And he's going to fucking say that no matter what, he'll put it on everything like ranch. I'm not a put ranch on everything guy, but I know those people. To fly. I don't ever plan a Cinderella, man. What I am is better than every single one of you, whether separate or all of you band together. And I put the game on the pill. Now my shady babies are all stillborns. Essentially, he's just fucking better than everybody and he's killing it. Um, I'll be honest, as far as the bar for bar goes, I don't want to go through the rest of it. It's just fucking fire. It's I. He kills it in terms of flow and energy and intensity. But I don't have a lot more commentary on the newness of like the particular bars. So that's what it is. It's a five on five. The beat's incredible. The sound's incredible. It's cool that he shows so school by Q like he does. Also, the plug like True Goy is a good line because it's uh, I think it's plug two, but um, from De La Soul. So that's a cool line to anyway that's enough on this one it's uh it's a five on five like i said so farewell to lock it up so what i like about the last few songs on this project is that maybe at a lyrical level i'm not feeling it like in the same level of ah the whole way through but at a vibe level i'm feeling that same thing like since little engine lock it up farewell kicks it up too with another amazing vibe he samples no games by serrani which gives it this like i guess caribbean flavor where it just kind of bounces in a way that you just don't normally expect from eminem like it just makes you want to shake your hips and get moving um and i think it's another drug relationship song as we've been like going through in this part of the album but again in a way that's not annoying in fact in a way that the vibe is just fucking incredible it's just super like well done the the beat is 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 fire this is literally one of my favorite songs on this album like if i had to take a top five of this album this would be maybe four or five on that list i don't know exactly where it's hard to decide there's so many good ones but this one definitely starts off strong for what it's worth, you were a slut at birth. If the world had a dick, you'd fuck the earth. I tried to get over you, it doesn't work. You're still a cunt. I'm still a fucking jerk. So again, it's the Kim drugs dichotomy. And he's kind of pointing out to the drugs, you're a slut. You get everybody. You fuck anybody. It's not even anything special. The truth is you're a cunt. Drugs are bad. I'm still a jerk. That's just what it is. Same as it ever was. Yeah. But I'll, but say, say it'll change, but it never does. Ain't going to ever because you're the cause of my pain and the medicine. Never met somebody who played games with my head as much. So here it's like as we move. And you got to keep in mind, it's like this bouncy. You just want to fucking dance to it kind of beat. And he's just describing it again with you know a more blunt kind of detail uh direction of like how unfun it is to be in this kind of relationship where at the end of the day the solution the love the the obsession with the drugs and causing more pain and messing up your head etc um we got put together like two felons must have fell in love with skeletons everyone's got them thought that you were cinderella but feels like i'm with i slept with the wicked stepmother so he like you know the baggage around complicated people it seems like you're attracted to that constantly the whole universe uh, and being around it and then it turns out that instead of being cinderella it's just awful like the wicked stepmother so it's great use of lines and stuff but how the hell am I still in love with the motherfucking chick? There's still at least a million of. They say that you love the one you quit, but this shit is killing us. 
And I like the idea of that, where there's so many other things out there, so many other people, there's so many other situations, yet we're all drawn to this like toxic situations where we basically are are, are willing to to kind of embrace the worst habits and behaviors, the shit that will literally kill us rather than quit and move on to better and greener pastures and things like that. Um, I lust on some other shit. I'm a glutton for punishment. And I mean, it's just kind of all right. It's fine. Like if I catch you sucking another dick, you better unsuck it is not my favorite line perhaps, but it's, it's like when you listen to the airy tone and the way he wraps all this over it, it's just like, it's just really great like it doesn't it's not one of those songs where it has to be like deeply metaphorical this is definitely one of those vibe tracks where he just kind of using the music shows the airy nature of these relationships the regular because and then the chorus here just like slams in with this powerful truth like where he goes i gotta tell myself another lie because that's what helps to get by because i'm in hell this is my goodbye farewell and he's kind of like singing to the woman that like in a breakup or the drugs in a breakup kind of sense is fucked up but the only way he's going to get by to keep going through this turbulent relationship is to lie to himself and again the honesty there's the power the way he sings it i feel like it just hits me in a really great way and then i like how in the second verse it goes into the more turbulent violent emotions that come with this shit want to hold you choke you love you hate you kill you hurt you heal you lose you keep you bruised you be the abuse you treat you mutual and it it's like i feel like from a content point of view we have heard this on this second part before but we heard worse versions of it. And this is just like, this is the five on five version of maybe something like Never Love Again, where I felt like that was more of a 4.5. So it's like, for me, this is better. Like, this is like, we stepped it up as we wrap up to the end. So from the reviewing point of view, I feel like I've already said my commentary or what I could comment on this subject, but I just want to point out that I really like this. There is a part that comes from like a Kim line when he goes, um, but it's no wonder I'm the only one you'll find to put up with your shit. I need a plumber line because he's, he's dealing with your shit. So it's like plumbers to clean that up. But nothing comes to mind besides a number 90 because since 06, you flicked my fucking life upside down. And so if you look at 90 and you actually flip it 180 upside down, like a full flip, it actually is 06. And in 06, Em and Kim got remarried and then divorced again. So everything got flipped, turned upside down. And, you know, now the sky is ground. Look at my frown. It's a smile now. Look at my mouth. It's my eyebrows. Make it rain upwards. Everything's fucking crazy. Everything's kind of awful and messed up and shit and then you know we duke it out say fuck it cry our eyes out and then lie to ourselves as the hook kicks back in and you know we accept the the terrible circumstances of this turb turbulent relationship then we got the third verse where i don't know that there's a whole lot new maybe it, maybe i'm just running out of steam a little bit and i don't feel like going through every single freaking lyric but ultimately i feel like it just touches a lot on the same themes where He's like, we're attracted to each other. It's bad for us. You know, I tell you to relax and dump your ass in a bathtub. Yeah, now it's love. May sound pathetic, but fuck the world because they out to get us. I love you, but I want to exchange vows. Hey, now, don't get carried away. No way I'll get married. It'll take a rain cloud to wet us. And then it's just like, you know, things are turbulent. We're never going to finish it up. We're never going to go all the way. We're just going to be stuck in this painful fucking limbo but maybe we'll break out the bread as lay down in bed and blow our brains out together and i like the way the gunshots pop off and beat there right after that 
and he just kind of ends up with this like i don't know twisted melancholiness situation we're not pretending to be don't cost a penny to be with me time we're spending is free we could be broke as a joke won't make a difference to me don't have to give a thing to me could have been a 50 cent ring out of vending machine love unconditionally there's no other fish in the sea guess i'm a prisoner addiction is a disease and i love the way it ends there because it kind of does flow through with this build up to like the, the bad relationship the ultimately having to choose this person but being a prisoner but the way that that addiction is a disease thing it just kind of nails it through like when you really think it through eminem has been over the course of this album delving into aspects of being having to deal with mental illnesses having to deal with addiction and the relationships you end up forming with the things you're addicted to and so i love the progression i love how it's like a painful lengthy it takes so so many tries to say farewell to drugs that you just keep coming back to it but instead of it just feeling crazy instead of just feeling stuck it's like you get on this song at least the 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 culmination point is understanding that you're sick and you're gonna have to live with this instead of just telling yourself another lie and i thought that was a beautiful way to end it and it became my favorite version of this track on this project because like i said there's a couple versions of it anyway amazing song so happy i heard it five on five super great a couple more tracks to talk about let's move on to no regrets so this song this song's cool because after going through all the druggy relationship shit, I think we get like Eminem kind of dropping all pretenses and having a, okay, let's be real again. Let me tell you about some shit, you know, going away from maybe the metaphor into like a more personal story, which I appreciate because again, we're coming up to the end of the album. So there's really only a couple more cards left in the deck to see. Um, I'm not sure who Don Tolliver is. I've never heard the name before, but I love the chorus, the way he sings it. It's really, really nice. The I'm screaming out, no regrets. And then that chorus, you know, you've been through the hardest spot. Ego the largest. I made you a star. I've been moving slowly, trying to play it low. Let the vet look like a storm. Put you through dumb shit. Got you thinking I run shit. I've been feeling so alone, just like I'm so lost, just like I'm... Um, and he's screaming out no regrets and it's just like it's powerful there right so it's almost like commenting like i've been through all this crazy shit life is kind of looking this way i made other people around me maybe it's commenting again on the drugs go through a way it looks like i'm in charge it looks whatever but really and truly i'm feeling alone i'm feeling away so everything looks away maybe like he's having trouble just coping you know and so instead he's gonna break it down and the verse goes, yeah, they missed the old me. I think they want me to OD on codeine. Like, my, they want my life in turmoil like in 03. They want front row seats. I give them nosebleeds. And this one kind of hit because 03 is the Eminem show, which is my Eminem if I had to go back in time. And the truth is, when you really think about what he had to go through and the actual problems in his life that led to that music i mean he's got a point it's like and a lot of people feel that way because a lot of people are miserable when they start creating art then they get success and then their fans kind of look at them and they're like yo we want that old shit like look at joe budden as another example like people want him to be miserable so that he makes miserable music and it's like huh maybe we as fans should should maybe celebrate the happiness in our heroes a little bit more but that's kind of not what we do we want him imploding exploding self-loathing eroding i'm screaming at him with no regrets and i'm hulking i'm ripping out of my clothing 
And that is kind of what we want from Eminem. That's what a lot of people want. They just consistently beg for him to go back into that person to be that thing. So what does he do? He goes to see the doc like Cool Modi, which is a cool line because he's going to see Doc Dre. But Cool Modi has an anti-AIDS anthem about going to see the doctor, uh, which is cool because he's throwing out some more classic hip hop. Um, it never took much to convince Dre, never be swayed by color or skin shade since day one Hellraiser with twin blades of a sensei, giving up no comprende, timbrain probably fucked in the membrane, slim shade, mine's in the gutter but insane, pen game like I just stuck the 10th frame. It's the same kind of like dope shit, so Dr. Dre believed in him, he came in from the beginning regardless of skin color, just killing it, ripping it, being the incredible Eminem that we know to be. And then overall, he's just kind of like living on the edge he sits on the ledge etc but forgive and forget is the only thing i'd ever live to regret hell bent on revenge you left me for dead i crawled up my grave you better be ready and set my enemies ain't put an end to me yet so here it's almost like he's commenting on how people put him through the ring or tortured him almost in a sense and i'm not saying we did that i'm saying that there are people who go out of their way to try to make his life as difficult as possible no matter what anybody did to him he came back he's killing it he's ready to go then we got a second verse that comes from M. Ought to hate, can't tell exactly where it stems from, but it's happening again, huh? Y'all used to be in my corner, now you just back me in one. That's a cool idea, right? Because a lot of people are coming at him and he doesn't necessarily get it. Like, why did everybody go from calling me the greatest ever to fucking just attacking me left, right, and center? And if I'm Eminem, I might be feeling that kind of thing too because it's kind of weird. So when you lash out and you're trapped in the corner, you're bound to hit some innocent bystanders. So for some adversaries, I carry big guns. So some targets will get the kill shot. Machine Gun Kelly did take a few hits on this album, so he gets the kill shot. Some, I just barely nicked M, get it? So for a Nick Cannon, he gets a little, he gets a little Nicky Nick because he's not a real contender. He's just, he's just a weak guy. He gets a little fat Jovers. Um, I can make a mistake and erupt and end up taking a dump or saying some dumb shit, thinking I run shit. So here we have Eminem addressing that when he's feeling a certain way and he's feeling a certain kind of an aggression. He can come in and take targets and lash out at just anybody who may talk back at him. As an example, misplacing my anger enough to give Earl and Tyler the creator the brunt should have never made a response, should have just aimed for the fake ones. So what I like about this is he realizes now that going after Earl the sweatshirt and Tyler the creator is stupid because yeah they might have opinions against him or they might have said a certain thing but they're not really fake ones they're pretty legitimate artists and calling Tyler the creator a faggot which he said you know and doing that for the sake of shock value just to almost imply that Tyler the creator was using that as a means to get like fucking views and shit then realizing that was like a legitimate thing and that it was a mistake for him to take aim at that type of thing when instead he can just go after the fake ones the traitorous puns you know and because snakes are just cunts they can get fucked with 800 motherfucking vibrators at once and here you can say like somebody like an mgk or a nick cannon or a lord jamar uh, which I don't know if it's on this one or the next one. No, it's the next track where we get the Lord Jamar diss, but, uh, or any of these guys, it's like, yeah, those guys came at him and it's fucked up. Earl and them, that was kind of out of line and everybody was kind of like, eh. So I like the fact that he took ownership to the fact that, yeah, you can take shots at everybody, but sometimes it's worth like actually considering what you're doing with your actions anyway then i love how he flips it and for any of those that may have come close about dying uh i can't listen to a rose without crying for those who feel low about spiraling 
but this the only one uh, the, but this is only for those that i'm inspiring weapon never unholstered without firing my will i'm imposing foes are going to feel like they're in the throes of a mountain lion so he's dedicating him and everything he's doing to the people who can relate and connect to his music like if you've ever gone through some kind of a overdose situation and have gone through recovery there's a good chance that listening listening to a rose hits you in a way where it's going to make you ball like a lot of people i can see that happening like hell when i heard a rose for the first time it's like damn Marshall, that is how you do it so like for those people who can connect to the music he's dedicating it in that regards and to anyone else he's a fucking mountain lion at your throat fun fact i've also been reading about big cats so tigers and lions and shit so i'm really into that and i thought that was a great bar because those guys are fucking crazy tigers are cooler than mountain lions but still um I like how he kind of follows up with, they talk about my daughters hoping I fly off the handle because my first thought is to trample and write a thousand bars, but something is like dropping an anvil in a house of cards, a Godzilla, which goes back to that Godzilla point, what he could be with the fastest fucking shit ever, squashing a crouton with combat boots on or dropping a goddamn nuke bomb on top of an ant ball. Can't do it, nah. So here it's like, especially with like a Nick Cannon, in specifics talking bringing up Haley, people just want to they're just going to keep saying her name they're just going to keep insulting his kids expecting him to go nuts because of that one time he did for jaw rule back in the day and now he's got this point where he realizes that it can't do it there's not it's just not proportionate it's like when he said earlier on the album how am i supposed to diss people who don't know how to put their lyrics between the kick and the snare it's like it's stupid for him to react like that. It's just such a gross react. It's like he could write the illest shit ever. But why is he going to do that for some punk? Like, what's the point? What is the... It's not going to stop these people. In fact, it's likely he's just going to keep encouraging people to keep coming at him, you know? So I like the fact that he's kind of resolved to, like, be the bigger man and be like, I'm not going to indulge the petty shit. Either way, this one hits that 4.5 poppier sound that I guess I was feeling a little less in the vibe on the other ones. But as a track, it's it's very powerful. It definitely hits into the same realms of I've been enjoying it. Like, I mean, this album's pretty fire so far. I mean, we're almost at the end and it's been truly delightful to go through this with you. Like, I don't feel bored, which is considering how long I've been talking, kind of amazing. So... I will be glad to be done soon, though. I think it's incredible that he ends the album with, like, a slaughterhouse cut minus Joe Budden, right? Because Joe Budden is a bit petty and would never have even cooperated, even if he would be a rapper at this point. So the fact that he did that is, like, the ultimate showing that he he's trying... It's almost like he's trying to do new shit. Like, he's trying to be, like, receptive and, and be a little bit better of a label guy. Anyway... So I love the intro, the intro and also the outro, but just the voice he uses, that kind of like weird mixing effect, like calm, like almost, I don't know, like old school sounding. And it's like, I don't think that I can stop it. Here it comes. I do my best to try to block it. Red rum. I've been sipping on that vodka. Heads numb. I'm blacking out. You better watch it. It's bed dumb. So here it's just harsh. You're getting ready for a lyrical onslaught. This is it. This is going to be like the fucking magnus opum of the album is kind of how he sets it up and then you know what i like about the hook of this song like the absolute most is how old school slim shady-esque it feels like i thought i had a buzz in my head that said kill it just it makes me feel like we're going back in time it makes me feel like an era that is not now like as much as most of this album 
has proven his ability to adapt, to be new, to be fresh. It's like this shit is going to be this old school fucking fire ass bar shit down to the chorus and everything. So he had no other choice that was left except fill my pencil full of poison. It's led the devil. Well, he wants me to murder this beat, so I will. And I'm like, oh, M is going in. He's going to take out the beat. It's going to be fucking fire and disaster going on up in here. Anyway, uh, then he got the second half of the hook or the chorus where he's like, he told me there are doubters who question my skill. That's true. There are a lot. They want to put my style to a test. Am I still the best? They want a crown on my head. I said, chill. You want me to murder this beat? Then I will. And I like the chorus. It follows the rules of having the repetitious line. It's like, yo, the voice is letting me know the beat's here. Motherfuckers doubt me. Let me show you what a murder looks like. And then he takes out the beat. But he doesn't do it alone. He brings him the homies. This might be the longest song on the album. Let me just take a little look-see. It is not. Darkness is the longest song. But if you consider that Darkness has the crazy outro, it does. This is the longest song that's straight rapping on the album. Because from the second it starts to the very end, it's basically covered in raps without much in terms of naked instrumental. Um, Royce the 5-9 starts us off, and it's dope. I'm a long way from where you are on scale, foreign wheels, my bitch wearing foreign shields, she on the orange pill, and she about to start taking off layers like orange peels. Peels, he rhymes with pills, so it basically sounds like he's saying the same thing. He's fine, his girls fly, he can fuck her bareback, and she's getting naked. Sasha Byron Cohen, Pharrell, where am I going with this? Oh yeah, I bar it will. So he just references shit, and he just rhymes. I don't really get it. Genius says Sasha Baron Cohen is well for his character, Borat, a manic is extending, try to explore it, blah, blah, blah. So bar at will. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen and Will Ferrell. Oh, oh, bar at will. I get it. Will Ferrell. Okay, never mind. I take it back. Uh, that was silly of me. And when you throw the iron in it, I'm still that ill. He really is. He's pretty fucking dope. The truth for real. I'm real true. Call that trill. Because that's what trill means. It's real true. If, I don't know. Anyway, it's pretty dope. He's pretty fire. He comes through. I like how he's, um, he says, student at a game, pre-cane, you people, post Malone, elite beatboxer, minus the raps, rolling with at least three choppers. Ryan is that. I literally keep three shotters. I'm lyrically James Todd, which is LL Cool J, Tariq Trotter, which I believe is Black Thought, minus the cap. So he comes in. He kills it. It's fucking dope. It's a great verse. I enjoyed listening to it. It felt like a spitter spitting hard. And Royce's three flows that he drops on this album are super memorable and super dope. Next up, M does the hook again. It's fucking fantastic. I guess the chorus. I keep using hook and chorus interchangeably, even though I shouldn't. King Crooked comes through, and it's like the second you hear him spit, you're just like, ooh. He's good. Anyway, manslaughter goons under the moonlight. John Wilkes is who I'm in the booth like. It's John Wilkes booth. Get it? But he's in the booth like that because he's a fucking killer. Abra, I go ham for dead presidents. Get it? Because Abraham and he goes hard as a motherfucker to get the dead presidents. And Abraham is a dead president. Oh my gosh, killed by John Wilkes booth? No shit. I mean, I knew that was the bar, but I wanted to be funny. That's awesome. It's fucking great. Like that's some that's some lyric shit. And everything I record is over your head like a boom mic cuz the boom mic's the one that's over your head. Um and that is dope because I remember when we covered uh, a King Crooked album and a lot of it went over our heads like a boom mic cuz it was a younger, lesser experienced 
channel at that point so i really appreciate what king crook is doing here it's fucking great why would you a relevant fox want to rebel against us knowing you're a smith and wesson has never been clutched knowing you never been rushed by the most ignorant people invented then people got to send you to the dentist to get a whole row of elephant tusks i really enjoy that the sense it's like yo if you really think it through you're untested why are you really going to try to come at us us tenured experienced vets like you you can't do it you can't even fucking come through like that and then keeping up with the dentist shit your teeth gone like you've been on some math and some dust forever i see you my people call me enemy watcher the minute we spot you the semi will pop you we got you i'm living to conquer remember the mantra i'm gripping the launcher like him and the doctor with no goodly conscience so basically he's gonna cap you he's gonna make it proper he's super good the flow is ridiculous and he'll do it like him and dr Dre without a guilty conscience because that's how they fucking go i'm still shocking like dropping a boom box in bath water because when you drop electronic devices such as a boom box in bath water it's shocking more shocking than a pissed off Blanca. Blanca being the Street Fighter character with the shocking shit. And I'm just like sitting there going, man, that's a lot of bars. That's a lot of King Crooked talking about how dopey is with clever lyrics. And I'm like, that's pretty dope. I almost wish there was another King Crooked verse somewhere on this album for us. And I know King Crook has been dropping shit and we have not necessarily been reviewing it all like we should. But anyway, life goes on. Um, we'll do more King Crooked in the future. Let us know what album you want to see us cover. Joel Ortiz comes through of them he's definitely the weakest link on this track but we're still talking about a fire mc that's killing it and i'm not trying to take shots at him but like i'd say in order of preference it's gonna be m's verse that we haven't talked about yet followed by king crooked followed by rice followed by joel um but joel's still cool he's finished fucking a fish called wanda because like a pussy called Wanda. anyway it's not the greatest line i just don't like it that much but it's it's okay I'm a finna wander off into yonder, beyond this mentality stronger memory monster. I, I remember the sponsoring thought that conquered is triple entendre. So maybe I missed the point, but I don't fucking know what the triple entendre is in this. I don't get it. Maybe it's because I don't really know what a fish called Wanda's about, but eh, you're a cross of a unicorn and the unibomber. That's all right, but it reminded me of when Royce the Five Nine does his unicorn bar in the Bad Meets Evil track that, like, the first one like first off i'm um, the commander now like that track i can't remember the name of it but anyway kind of reminded me of royce to five down there but still follows it through quit horsing around in this building or you're a gunner because the unabomber blew up shit your willy wonka persona won't help you any longer i'm optimist i make prime examples of many tonkas so it's like it's good shit like your willy wonka kid like you know optimist i make prime examples of many tonkas but like I don't feel like it has the same slap as everybody else on his track. It still slaps. It's just not not as hard. Like, like if I got slapped by the other three first and then Joel came through, you wouldn't feel it, you know, by comparison. You're already numb. Um, either way, it's cool. I hope that nobody gets mad at what I just said there. That's fine. Then you got the chorus again. And then Eminem does a great, great, great fucking verse because, of course, he does. And this will probably be the most illest shit that I've ever said. It's not... It's not the ill shit you said. It's not even the ill shit you said on this album, but it's still pretty ill shit. God bless the dead. I let Biggie possess the pencil lead. Cool. But Biggie didn't write verses. He just did it all in his head and didn't actually use pencils. Anyway, they called me a sped and said that I had a messed up head because I said motherfuck school and instead went to special ed. Fine. So he skipped uh, school, did his own little alternative life thing. That's fine. Um... And then I startled my mo uh, mom and had her scared to death. Word to Method Man. She heard some Wu-Tang coming from the uh, towards the patio. She was like, what the heck is that? She went to check the noise and got to inspect the deck. 
So he's listening to Wu Tang. Uh, his mom checks over. Then she does the ins- she inspects the deck. Get it? Inspect the deck. Anyway, then I jumped out with a sword and yelled, "Protect your neck." That's cool though because he's just dropping Wu Tang bars, and I guess that doesn't get boring. Um, now bow to the Lord. Hold up. No better yet. Kneel. Better yet. Get down on all fours and take a vow to always rejoice in the sound of my voice, bitch. You don't have a choice. Just a third of my will will overpower yours, using about a fourth to create an amount of force. Anyway, so he's fucking dope. I'm going to just jump ahead to the Lord Jamar part, but I'm going to keep it blocked like a dollar store. I'm more than you bargained for, and I'm a far worse than a 40-some bar Lord Jamar verse. Nothing means more than respect, so when I curse, you you could say I swore to protect. my. And that's amazing. So basically, he's going to keep it real. He's going to come through. He's more than you are anticipating, so in the bargains... So more than you bargain for is cool because it ties back to the dollar store line and he keeps it a buck. So I keep it a hundred, which is like a dollar, which is like a dollar. So it's actually pretty dope. And he's wor- and he's far worse than uh, in terms of like attitude and like skill, like badness in a good way than being bad, like a bad 40 some bar Lord Jamarvers, which that's taking shots. That's taking fire. And then he's like, I like the when he goes the nothing means more than respect so when i curse you could say i swore to protect my image i have zero time or regard for a never was so when he's cursing he's swearing to protect as in like his reason he's coming through and cursing is to protect his the integrity of his image so i thought that's cool because cursing and swearing are the same in terms of how he's playing that and then a never was been claiming rap when it's not yours it, if it was anyone's house g rap and my cream would be having you mop floors and run dmc would have it been having you cleaning sinks your group was off the chain but you were the weakest link so what he's saying here is you're claiming rap like you're the seminal influence or whatever because yes brand nubian was huge they had their big run etc but what he's pointing out is cool g rap and rakim kind of it's their house and you're just a little pleb by comparison rum dmc is real you're a pleb by comparison your group was dope you were fucking trash rested these youngins of mine time to start throwing some shade this time i'm shutting the blinds because when i'm looking at y'all it's no wonder why i need a visor because y'all just suns in my eyes so i like how he goes a little Nicki minaj there and after taking his shots at lord jamar and pointing out his irrelevance he's not looking at all the young people trying to talk shit coming at him but you know when the sun's in your eye you need a visor you know, born a cynic and more demented than an orphanage with a morgue up in it next to an abortion clinic. Newborn infants tortured and tormented with their foreheads indented because they drop because the floor is cemented. Bunch of crap like that. He kind of goes on through. He's fucking crazy. This is only beginning. It's not over. He's hearing voices. He can't ignore them. They're winning. He's going crazy and he's got to kill the beat. And that's kind of the end of this track. And... We have Eminem basically coming through, responding to Lord Jamar and the haters in a definitive fuck y'all kind of way. The truth of the matter is, M's going to come through, do what he's got to do. And he recognizes the power of his, of where his place is in the house of hip-hop, regardless to what naysayers may end up trying to spit about him in general. So I thought that was really cool. This is a lengthy track that is well-rewarded for the bars that you're getting out of it. The overall beat's ridiculous. And then when M just kind of drops back to that faded, cool voice when he does that intro thing again at the end, I thought it was just fire. It's an amazing way to end the track. And obviously, this song gets a five-on-five. Five. It's so fucking good. Anyway, one more track or outro on this album. And let's see what Alfred Hitchcock has to say. So, yeah, that's it. We're at the end. It's Alfred Hitchcock. 
Dr. Dre did his beat shit again, and he goes, this concludes our dance macabre, so our dark little twisted shit. Portions of the proceeding were recorded, and as for the rest of it, I'm very much afraid it was all on your mind. And that was amazing, because what he's saying there is, yeah, some of this was real, but what you just heard, actually, the truth is your brain invented that. You're the twisted, demented one. So it's a little meta fucking joke, a little Alfred Hitchcock humor for us at the end. Um, I don't intend to indulge you in any post-mortem. If you haven't been murdered, I can only say better luck next time. If you have been, good night, wherever you are. And I like that, because it's kind of pointing out, you just listen to this album. I get the feeling that if you get it, if you feel it, if you were murdered by this project, in which case, good night wherever you are, because yo, nobody went to sleep after. Everybody just started the album again. But if you don't get it, it's almost like it's a shame you didn't get murdered by this project. Too bad. Try again. And I like that. I like the way it ends. This is really strong. It's a really good outro. It just fits the whole aesthetic that this project has dropped. And it, it kind of gives you a little something to think about. Like, did you get the point? Anyway, I thought it was fitting. It was a great way to end it. Um, I thought it was, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just kind of what it is. So I gave this a five on five. And I guess we can move in then to the end of this album review, which, whew, it's been quite some time here. Um, I gave this project as a whole, Eminem's Music To Be Murdered By, an album which definitely murdered me. A 4.825 on 5. It is one of the highest grades I've given on this channel. It is... I, I was talking to somebody in person about after my first listen on Friday with us at work. And I called 4.8. That's what I felt. Like from my first listen, I just, I just knew the quality was here. Because it's got everything that you could want on a project. Diversity. As in all the tracks sound distinct on a sonic level. The flows Eminem brings. It's just constantly new. It's like... There's nothing static here. It's not like you're getting the same old, same old shit. The subject matter, there's so many mature points, silly points. Like there's so much going on that it's a versatile, diverse, and interesting, alive experience. Um, darkness is unforgettable. There's just so many great tracks on here. It's hard to even claim what a favorite would be because the, the thing, like, I've heard this album now, like I said, at the very first part of this review that I probably had heard it about six or seven times, lots of hours of listening to it. But the thing is, is even after talking about it all day, right, basically, I still just kind of want to stop recording and go, go back and hit track one and, and just run through it. But I guess I got other stuff I got to go do and soon go see atmosphere and concert and live and all that. But this album's incredible. I think this is the third best Eminem album of all time. Meaning I think Eminem shows the greatest. I think Marshall Mathers LP is special in a way that nostalgia won't let me move away. But then I'd put this album. This is my number three. <clears throat> this album has everything I wanted. When I came in when i when i thought about what i would want out of a new eminem album it was maturity diversity something to say and none of the petty shit and we got it all we got it all everything i could want it's like you listen to all the feedback of the last two years wrapped it into this album and made the most incredible project that i've heard in a long time and i'll be honest even uh, even like there have been some other great albums out there. I'm not trying to take away from them. Like I would highly uh, recommend K Reno's Mind Vision. Uh, I would highly recommend. I don't know what else right now, but definitely the K Reno albums like up there. But like it's hard, man. Like this Eminem album is unforgettably stellar. Like it is just 
and it hits me on everything like as a stan like as a person who looks who's looked up to eminem as an artist for so long like just killing a song with juice world like these are things that you just don't expect this was unexpected i was not expecting to be talking about eminem and i was not expecting to be sitting here loving talking about eminem to have zero zero things that i'm like i have zero fear <clears throat> that people are going to come at me in the comments on this review we're usually if i talk about eminem it's a 50 50 sometimes i say things that piss people off Anyway, I think my, my throat's pushing this point where it's like, shut the fuck up and put water down. And I'm going to end this. Thank y'all for, for being here with me. It's truly incredible. If you did watch all of it, yo, you use a real one. That's what I'm trying to say. That's real dope. Let me know in the comments if you do watch it all. I, that would just make my day. Um, let me know what you think about anything related to the review, related, related to the album. Are you excited to see what comes next from Marshall? Like, imagine we got another one this year. That would be fucking ridiculous. Um, I feel like he flipped my whole perception of him up on his head, and I'm happy. So subscribe to the channel if you dug this. Uh, like the video if you did. We will have more Eminem reviews coming in the next six months or so. So if you do stick around, you'll get some more goodness there. You guys like Eminem reviews, so we're just going to keep doing them. Um, he has all sorts of stuff we haven't touched. I don't know what else to say now. Special thanks to the patrons. This is Milky Dempsey, Chris Pratt, Jonathan Barnes, C.G. Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, Coney Sparks, Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. Helped us get the camera. Helped us get on Spotify helping us do a lot of stuff they get to tell us what albums to review so if you want to be like them and tell us to review shit you can join us on patreon otherwise i make music myself you can check that out on the channel you can check that out on spotify holden stefan roy the alternative grind that's my last album you can check it out let me know what you think and on that note it's it's the third time i'm saying this today but live long and prosper everybody